I'm Franklin Taggart. This is the Virtual Coffee Break. Join me in the break room. Well, folks, if you are thinking, even remotely, about starting a podcast, I think this time is the best time we've ever had for starting a podcast. And I'll tell you why. I just got back from Podcast Movement, uh, the big conference that was held in Denver this year. Podcast Movement is a huge uh, gathering of everyone who's anyone in the podcast industry, from people who are just starting out to people who've been at it for, you know, now over over the decades. <laughs> it was huge. And uh, I haven't been to a conference in a really long time. The first thing that I want to do is thank Buzzsprout for springing for my ticket. Uh, they made it possible for me to go this year, and I really am grateful for that. I've wanted to go to Podcast Movement for quite a long time, just never have been able to work out the location and the and the finances. And this year was the year. So again, what I want to say is that if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, I don't think you could find a better time to do it. And let me tell you why. Podcasting is still growing. It is um, a medium that people are still catching on to, and people are still discovering it now, um, all these years after it started. It is you know, it, it continues to be on a growth curve. And there are a couple of reasons that I think that that's happening now more than ever. And one of them is that YouTube has really gotten behind podcasts in the last year. And they are starting to really support and promote podcasts more uh, than they did before. And it's exploding the, the industry. Spotify has added video in the last couple of years. As if you've watched any of my um, shows, uh, on Spotify, you'll know that, that it's available in either audio or video. The addition of video to podcasting, I think, has really made it more accessible to even a wider group of people. So if you are going to be starting a podcast in the next little while, consider making it video and audio. Um, I know it started out as strictly an audio medium. That's all good. Uh, but since video is so easy to do these days and the editing isn't that much more difficult than just editing the audio by itself, especially with tools like Descript, I think uh, it's a time that you can just jump right in. Now, uh, Buzzsprout has a free level that you can use to join. And I think that that would be a, a wise way to start just to give it a try. Um, you can upgrade to a paid level. Uh, which has certainly more benefits, but to just get started, if you want to have the lowest cost, just get yourself a decent microphone and your computer and some ideas and start recording shows. They'll make the distribution of it easy for you. So Buzzsprout's a good way to go. I also am a fan of um, the Spotify for podcasters that used to be Anchor. Um, I was an Anchor user for years before they uh, switched over to Spotify for podcasters. And now Spotify has some interesting things going on with their paid levels as well. But there are so many options right now for starting a podcast um, that it's just really... Uh, the, the bar to entry is as low as it's ever been. I was blown away at the conference by the number of vendors who were there who were selling podcast equipment. Um... 
there were probably a few dozen that were just doing equipment like microphones and mixers and things like that. If you're just getting started, don't make it too complicated and don't believe that you have to have the soundproof studio um, with, you know, with sound treatment on the walls and excellent microphones and an excellent mixer and an engineering degree <laughs> to get started. There are ways that you can start. Like I said, I think it's just important to have a decent sounding microphone. Some of you may have a really good sounding microphone on your computer, although most computers, especially PCs, I'm not really, um, I'm not really fond of the, the microphones that are included on them, but sometimes you get lucky. Uh, and especially if you've got a gaming computer, it's pretty likely that you're going to have at least a passable microphone uh, on the computer itself. And for video, you want to have a high-definition high webcam. Um, if you can get one that has a 1080p high-definition resolution, I think that's plenty. If you don't have them on your computer, you can easily get them. Um, I use a Logitech C920 webcam, and I use a Rode microphone. The version that I have is one that I plug into a mixer, but you can actually buy this as a USB microphone that plugs directly into your computer. It doesn't have to be expensive to get into podcasting. So like I said, there were vendors all over that expo hall that were selling podcast equipment. Set your, set your bar to entry as low as you possibly can and make it as easy as you can. Now, the other thing um, that I noticed at the, um, at the conference was that there were a ton of hosting platforms represented. The hosting platforms, they're, they're all over the map. Some of the old tried and true ones like Libsyn were there. And um, another one that I have some clients who use, uh, Blueberry was there. And then there were other ones that I found that I, that I saw um, who were new to me, but are still you know making some in, inroads. And Buzzsprout, like I said, Buzzsprout is a great hosting platform to start with. So the options for hosting are really more than they've ever been. Keep it easy. And there's no reason why you should start by paying for, you know, a, a business level, uh, enterprise level kind of a solution when you can really get started with um, some of the free and the lower cost options. And it will do well for you to begin with. Um, the other thing that I noticed at the conference uh, was that there were a lot of monetization options that were coming forward. Patreon was one of the sponsors. Patreon, of course, is a way for fans of podcasts to support podcasts directly. There, um, there's a tendency now, YouTube and Spotify both have the ability for fans to, uh, to support podcasters through donations. But I saw a lot of monetization options at the, at the conference this year. Um, more than I knew existed. And I know that podcast monetization was one of the uh, hot topics at the conference. There were a lot of speakers that were talking about it, and there were a lot of uh, brain dates where there were some informal discussions that were specifically about monetizing podcasts. The options are just really growing and growing and growing. The one area that I was disappointed in for monetization is that some of the opportunities that existed uh, just up until recently 
uh, for podcasters on every level um, have been somewhat summarily removed from podcasts that aren't getting a huge following. Um, I was disappointed in that because I feel like that if you're putting together a podcast for any size audience and you have the ability to get in front of some people, I think it, I think some sponsors should make themselves available to that. I was disappointed to find that there were some that were, you know, putting some pretty high minimum uh, download rates and audience rates before you could qualify for advertising. Well, that's okay. What I was encouraged by, though, was that there were some really fun, creative ways that people were talking about monetizing. Now, in the past, you know, the standard monetization things have been finding sponsors and working with network sponsorship and finding products to sell and affiliate marketing and selling your own products and doing um, host red ads and and mid midpoint ads and things like that. Well, one of the things that I found very interesting is that there were some people that were really coming together to to leverage crowdfunding in creative ways um, so that they're able to monetize podcasts with smaller audiences. There were also some people who were collaborating to create podcast networks um, around specific themes like um, small networks that were that were created by a group of hosts uh, to reach a wider audience and to promote to cross promote shows. I was very encouraged by that. Those smaller networks were also coming up with the ability to leverage um, combined audiences to draw the attention of sponsorships. So monetization is still expanding as far as podcasts are concerned. Um, the other thing that's really interesting that I heard a lot about is that in the podcast industry itself there, I mean, podcasts have been around long enough and there are so many out there that there is a growing demand for curation. So if you are someone who has the ability to assimilate a lot of podcast information and make it digestible for people based on their tastes, their desires, their needs, I think there's an opportunity for podcast curation right now that could be a lucrative paid opportunity for people who, who come together with the right business model. Um, I've noticed that there are some larger networks like Paramount and Disney who are getting on the bandwagon, iHeartMedia, of course, and NPR has been a podcast champion from early on. But those bigger networks now are offering huge sponsorship opportunities to podcasts who have large audiences. What I think would be really interesting to see is if we could get some curators that also could create opportunities that would be on par with those networks, but they would create a reputation within the industry to be very trusted sources for podcast curation. I think that there is a real demand for that. So maybe you don't want to start a podcast, but maybe one of the things that you could offer as a service uh, in the niche that you serve is podcast curation. I think that there's a really growing demand for that and it's going to continue to grow as the volume of podcasts continues to increase. Like I said, video is exploding. It's everywhere and I wouldn't be surprised to see some other smaller video channels uh, coming out. Um, there was a lot of talk about short video 
and um, creating content, podcast content that was specifically for short video like TikTok and um, reels and stories and YouTube shorts and things like that. Um, I'm not ready to go to that bandwagon quite yet, although I've been messing around a little bit with uh, with uh, short videos on TikTok. Um, I feel like that my podcast, I just really need to continue uh, to grow the audience in those other spots. I may use TikTok to, to drive people to my podcast, but my experience so far is that people who are on TikTok don't leave TikTok very much. So those were my impressions. The The conference itself was really amazing. Um, the Gaylord Resort and, and Spa in Denver is where it was held this year. Now, Gaylord, uh, the, the original Gaylord property was the Opryland Hotel in Nashville, which is just a huge facility. This facility, I think, is even bigger. And the conference expo hall was just, it was vast. The only thing that I came into that was a challenge for me at all uh, was um, there was a lot of noise. There were eight stages that were going pretty much pretty constantly. All of the vendors were in the same hall as the stages. All of the uh, all of the gathering places were in the same hall. Everything was in the same hall with the exception of there were like four rooms on either end of the hall where they had uh, panel discussions and they had sponsored, um, sponsored speakers. Um, the, the only difficulty that I had was hearing. <laughs> and a lot of it was that I was just kind of in sensory overload anyway. Um, so, but I want to say that the staff that I met who were from the Gaylord center were all top notch. And, um, I want to particularly mention the catering staff who were keeping the beverage service stocked up. They did a stellar job. Um, I didn't go to the beverage uh, center one time where it wasn't completely stocked. Plenty of cups, plenty of condiments, plenty of all of the things that you want for your coffee. And they just, they just did a spectacular job. And I also want to say that the podcast movement staff and volunteers were just amazing. Um, they helped me get in without any effort at all. Uh, it's like I didn't even have to wait in line uh, to pick up my badge. Now, granted, I did get there a little bit late, um, but I, I didn't have to wait in line to get my badge. It was less than a two-minute process to pick up my badge and get into the expo hall um, and sit right down for the first session that I went to. My favorite sessions of all of them were were, were ones called Brain Dates. Now, the brain dates are kind of informal discussions that happen throughout the conference, um, but you can schedule them. You can actually, you can sponsor them. You can, you can create a brain date around any topic that you want to talk about and then invite people to join you. And they had tables set up in a, spe a special area for the brain date sessions. I want to say that the brain date sessions were my favorite of the ones that I attended because the discussions were great. The people who were hosting the discussions were experienced. Um, they were only half an hour long. I, I could have actually used more time for the brain date sessions that I went to, but I made some important contacts at those sessions that I can now follow up on. And if I want to explore those topics more deeply, I can certainly do that. The speakers that I heard were again, all top notch. 
the panel discussions were well done and very well moderated. So overall, as a conference experience, for an introvert like me, it was it was just fine. Um, like I said, I did get some sensory overload going on, and I did have some trouble hearing, especially from people who were quieter talkers in the brain date sessions. Um, I really had to pay attention. But overall, my, my experience was just extraordinary. Um, again, thank you to Buzzsprout for, uh, for giving me the ticket to go. Um, and thanks for Podcast Movement for just putting together an excellent resource for podcasters at every level. Uh, folks, if you are interested in starting a podcast, um, one of the things that I do as a coach is help people set them up. Um, and I help them set up if they want to start a podcast with a video channel, an audio channel, and a blog, I help them do that. If that is something that sounds like something you're interested in right now, I'm going to invite you to just do something really quick, and that is sign up for um, one of two things. You can sign up for a pod, a free mic placement session where we where we find the right placement for your microphone to make it sound absolutely sparkle, sparkly. Or you can sign up for a best next step call. Just go to franklintaggart.com. Uh, there's a little picture over there that says schedule your best next step call here. It's a free uh, one hour coaching session and we can talk through what it would look like for me to help you set up your podcast. That said, thanks for listening as always, and I'll look for you again on the next virtual coffee break. So I guess this means that the show is over. So we've reached the end of another virtual coffee break with Franklin Taggart. Thanks for listening. If you're feeling stuck in your business, your life, your marketing, whatever, schedule a best next step call just to get moving again. Go to franklintaggart.com and look for the little picture that says schedule your best next step call here. I'll see you soon.